Well, today we celebrate this great feast of the Transfiguration, and I think we all want that experience of being with God, of experiencing God. You know, I think that's why we come here every Sunday is because we want to have this encounter. We want to have this experience of God. And I know from the time I was a, a little boy, I used to love going to Eucharistic Adoration. So my, my mother would go late at night and um, sometimes she would take me and I would get to go with her and experience uh, just being in silence and being in prayer in front of, the, in front of our Lord and the Blessed Sacrament. And so over the years, I just continued to do that through all my high school and college years. And, and when I finally entered the seminary, I continued to have a deep love for this Eucharistic adoration, just being in God's presence. And I'll never forget, it was my first year in the seminary, and it was, uh, we were on a retreat, and it was very much like it is now. It was ice cold outside. There was snow everywhere. It had been snowing for weeks and weeks and weeks. And there wasn't much to do outside, so you had to stay inside. And I found myself spending a lot of time in the chapel. And I would just go in there again and spend time in Eucharistic adoration. And I'll never forget this moment or this experience that I had. It was a, it was a time where I just felt, as I was praying, like all of a sudden I was in God's presence, like I was with God, like I was being held by God. And I don't know how long the moment lasted. I don't know how long I was even there in the chapel. It could have been hours. It could have been minutes. It could have been seconds. But I wanted to be there forever. And it was from that moment on that I realized how loving God is. And not only how loving God is, but how loved I was uniquely by God. And I wanted to stay there forever. And I imagine that's kind of what the experience of the transfiguration was, you know, for those disciples, that they were taken up to the mountain and uh, Jesus took them up there alone just to be with them. And he revealed himself as he truly was. And uh, as they're there, all of a sudden this cloud comes down and wraps around them, which symbolizes the Holy Spirit. And they hear the voice of the Father say, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. The disciples had what the saints would call a mystical experience. They got to experience the reality of who Jesus was, the mystery of Jesus truly being God and have that revealed to them. And the, the, the notion was, Peter, they wanted to stay there forever. You know, he said, let us build three tents so that we can just stay here. And uh, at that moment, they hear the Father's voice, and before you know it, the moment's over. And they have to go back down the mountain into life. The truth is we're all called to have these experiences of God in our lives. We're also called to have experiences where we kind of go back into our regular and ordinary life with having that, that memory of that experience. But I think sometimes we think that that's only for like, you know, the saints. Well, the truth is we're all called to be saints, but maybe that's not for everyone or maybe that's only for a priest to experience. We're all supposed to experience God like this to have some kind of transcendent experience of him. And the truth is, you probably wouldn't be here if that hadn't happened to you. So I want you to think about that time in your life. Have you ever had a time in your life where God made himself known to you, where you knew without a doubt that you were experiencing God? The truth is, we, we want to stay there forever. We want to um, embrace that moment. We never want to leave. And that's ultimately what heaven is, being with God and experiencing that love. But sometimes we do have to go back, 
to go back down the mountain, go back into life. And we yearn for another time. We yearn for another time where we get to be with God in prayer like that and experience him like that in the moment. Well, the truth is, as we begin to grow in our prayer life and begin to be transformed more and more into his image, not only our prayer time, but our whole life becomes more of this experience of being in God's presence. Instead of just having a moment or a taste of it, we begin to live our whole lives with this experience of God's presence. And uh, as you know, sometimes I like to bring out the ukulele. And uh, this is one of my, my favorite songs. It's an oldie song, but it was recently redone. And the title of it is, Tonight Your Mind Completely. And I want you to think about God singing these words to you of having you his completely, just for a time. And then all of a sudden, the moment's over, but him yearning for you, wanting to have you with himself completely. Tonight, your mind completely. You give your love so sweetly tonight. The light of love is in your eyes. Will you still love me? Tomorrow Is this a lasting treasure Or just a moment's pleasure Can I believe the magic of your sight Will you still love me tomorrow? Tonight with words unspoken You say that I'm the only one But will my heart be unbroken When the night meets the morning sun I'd like to know that your love is a love I can be sure of, so tell me now, and I won't ask again. Will you still love me tomorrow? Will you still love me tomorrow? So, well, thank you. So this whole notion of tonight your mind completely, of the, having that moment where we feel like we're God's and he is ours and we have this, this feeling of completion, this feeling of union. The, the, the saints and the mystics call it a mystical union. We have this experience of being totally united to God. 
Well, the truth is we're all supposed to have this. And so Lent is a, is a wonderful time because during Lent, we increase our prayer, our fasting, and our almsgiving. And when we put ourselves in this state or this, this disposition where we increase all of that, the likelihood of us experiencing God in these transcendent moments is much greater during Lent. And the truth is we're all supposed to be mystics. We're all supposed to be saints. We're all called, and God does gift us all with these experiences. The frustrating part is we can't make it happen. We can't make God do it, but we can place ourselves in the disposition. And that's what Lent is for. These 40 days and 40 nights of prayer, of fasting and almsgiving put us in a right disposition to receive God's grace. I think it's profound that the second Sunday of Lent, we're given this image of the transfiguration. You know, it's an image that during our prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, it's an image that gives us hope already of the resurrection, already of the eternal life where we get to be with God forever. So Karl Rahner, who is a Jesuit priest, said that when man is with God in awe and love, that's when he's praying. So what does it mean to pray? Just to be with God in awe and love. Have you ever had that experience where you're just taken back in awe before the beauty of God? Maybe, maybe in prayer or maybe out in nature or maybe just the experience of love where you're, you're, you're completely awestruck. He says too that in the days ahead you will either be a mystic, one who has experienced God for real, or nothing at all. And that's the world that we live in now. Either we are called to be mystics and truly experience this loving God, or we give ourselves over to despair. We're called to be mystics. St. John on the Cross, who's one of my favorite saints and uh, one of the greatest mystics of the church, um, when he was leading some of his followers, he gave them three principles, and that's what I'm going to give to you today. Three principles in terms of how to experience and to put ourselves in the the disposition to, to have this encounter with God. So this was a meditation that he gave to his novices, and it's three points. The first point is, the first thing is to summon up the mysteries of Jesus by imagining them. So do that right now. I just want you to to close your eyes and try to imagine one of the mysteries, and let's go with the transfiguration. Imagine being there with Jesus on the mountaintop. And when we imagine we're supposed to use all of our senses, we're supposed to see, hear, taste, touch, feel what it's like to be there with Jesus. So the first step is to imagine. And we can do this with any of the mysteries in Jesus' life. We could do it with the nativity. We could do it often during Lent. We do it with the passion and the stations of the cross. The first thing is to imagine. The second step that he says is to ponder. To ponder in your mind what the mystery evokes. So just to allow your mind to kind of ponder what that means and what that means for you. And the third step and the deepest step is to finally be still. Have a loving attention of God. And it is there where the fruit of the other activities is plucked away and the door of the mind is open to God's light. So first of all, to imagine a scene from God. Secondly, to ponder what that means for you. And thirdly, is just to be still. And ultimately, it's in that stillness and that silence that we experience that loving presence, that desire of Jesus, where man is with God in awe and love. So we're called to ponder these mysteries. 
and ultimately to rest there. Now, as you may or may not know by all the bulletins and billboards and everything, I'll be doing the parish mission for the next uh, three days. So starting tomorrow on Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night, my hope for you is to give you a way to do this, to remain in God's presence, to experience him not only in prayer, but to remain in his presence throughout your daily life. Because this is what we all yearn for and long for. You know, like the song, Tonight Your Mind Completely, we desire to be God's completely. But there's times when we go away from the mountain. There's times when we walk away from God. And ultimately, we want to come back to him. So how do we come back to him? Well, over the next three days, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday, what I'm going to lead you through is uh, one of St. Ignatius' most powerful prayers. It's called the Examine Prayer. And St. Ignatius actually says that if we were to drop any prayer in our day because of tiredness or because of busyness, the last prayer that we should drop is the Examine Prayer. Because the Examine Prayer ultimately helps us be conscious and be aware of God's love and presence in our lives. So that's my hope for you, is to, to help us all to experience, first of all, this mystical experience, this transfiguration, but also, like Peter wanted to, to hold on to it and to be able to, to live there forever. So if you could join us this Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night from 7 to 8 p.m., I promise you will not, you will not regret it, and uh, hopefully you'll not only have a wonderful experience of God, but you'll know how to remain there, and when you've fallen away, you'll know how to go back again. And so that's this Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday night where I'll be leading you through the parish mission in the examine prayer. And every night there's going to be some entertainment and music. There's going to be stories that I share. And ultimately, there's going to be very concrete ways where I will lead you into prayer. You've probably seen that I've developed an app for this. So if you have your smartphones or devices, Father Martello's not here. You're allowed to bring them. This will be one of the few times you can bring your cell phones into church. You won't get scowled at. But if you don't have one, don't worry about it. We, have, uh, we actually have handouts that we're going to be giving to people, tools that will help you pray this examine prayer. So that's my hope and my prayer that for all of you and for this entire parish that we will have this experience of the transfiguration and also the ability to remain there.